Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Fight for Success podcast. Today, I'm joined by Luke. Luke, welcome to the show, mate. Hey, mate. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> so, see, you've got a, a bit of a black eye. What, what happened there, mate? <laughs> yeah. I've been domestically abused by my two-year-old daughter. <laughs> two-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah, hell? she got me, got me in the eye with a with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the joy of I figured we'd just start the podcast and get that over and done with. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this a video podcast? I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, it is a video podcast. So. <laughs> Because <laughs> we could have, you know, just not said anything, but thanks. So I guess probably good to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, just for the listeners, a uh, quick 30 seconds. Who's Luke? Who is Luke? That's a good question. Um, well, I'm, as I just said, I'm a father of, uh, I've got two girls, actually a four-year-old and a, and a, and a two-year-old. Um, so that's, that takes up a lot of, a lot of my time. Um, also a, uh, a business owner. So I'm a coach, a marketing coach that helps mainly other coaches, but service professionals basically that want to sell high paying clients. I've been doing that for the better part of uh, almost, yeah, almost a decade now, um, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, Yeah, I guess that's my, that's like where my focus has been for the last 10 years. I used to, I used to love, um, you know, (laughs) I used to love like watching TV and, and uh, you know, playing soccer and stuff, but I've kind of reprioritized my life to be more focused around your business and, and family really over the last 10 years. So I guess that that's me now, but I mean things are always in flux, right? Yeah, that's it. I think Warren Buffett said uh, one time you you should write down the things that you really want to be passionate about, write down a hundred things that you want to be passionate about, then remove 80 of them. And then when, yeah. you, when you've got a list of 20, remove 18 more and just focus on uh, two. Yeah, so because I like I love um like I love playing sports, like I love uh, yeah. tennis, I love soccer, uh, but I realize like I just I can't I can't do both, right? I've yeah. got to, and I feel it pains me to be to have to give up. Like you know, soccer as an example, I've played it since I was six, but I can't mm. play that at the moment because you've got to commit. Like you've got to go Tuesday, Thursday for training, and then Saturday. And when you've got a family, that just um, is not really fe- feasible. So that's why I play tennis because it's a bit more flexible. But yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's painful giving things up. It um, is. Yeah really is uh but you know if you want to be successful in in business grow wealth you know which is what this podcast is about uh yeah you have to say no like i think that's a really um it's a really valuable skill to be able to say no to those things that um you know that aren't that aren't serving you um i think it's just as a I mean, what's that book the one thing you know all the focus you know there's all these books on focus and focus yeah. focusing on the one thing on just focus in general is is such a um powerful um strategy to be able to get you to where you want to go and and, and the main part of that is saying no and yeah. a lot of people can't do that they can't say no they've got to and they've got to watch, uh, you know, the favorite shows or they've got to watch, you know, sports. Like I love the Roosters, but I, I don't really watch the Roosters in NRL play. I might have it, um, might watch it for five or 10 minutes while they're playing, like in the background while I'm cooking dinner, but I don't sit down for, you know, two hours and, and, and watch, even though I love watching it. So I say no to things like that. Um, yeah. It's a really interesting place to start this conversation, but it's, I think it's a, <laughs> yeah, a really cr- critical uh, skill to have. Yeah, that's it. So with your, with your uh, coaching that you do for your coaches, um, is it, yeah. are you just doing the sales and marketing or do you do the day-to-day operations of the business as well? Uh, for my personal, for my personal business, is yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. 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 Um, yes, I do. So I, it's just me and my, um, my VA and that's the way that I've set it up. Like I don't, I don't want to have staff. Um, maybe one day I might hire a salesperson. 
um, to do the to do the calls. But the way that I run my business, the only people that I speak to are on the phone are really qualified. Um, like they kind of know me, they want to work with me, they know about my program. Um, and they just, it's just a matter of like, do I want to work with them really? And do they have the money? So it's a, it's a different sales conversation than maybe what other business owners listening are, are used to. And we can go into that on how, how I can, how I'm, um, have a system that delivers those type of clients. But, mm. um, yeah, so I, I don't have staff. So I, I do, uh, my VA does like some of the admin, um, I run ads for a couple of very small handful of clients. I've been running ads for clients since 2016. Um, so I've spent over about. 16 million dollars on ads now um online wow. okay failing campaign so um i don't i might retire someday soon because that takes up you know doing doing ads for people takes up time and i i'm fortunate enough that i don't have to do that anymore i just enjoy doing it um because it keeps me on my game and you learn a lot when you're you know I, I usually help coaches that are earning under six figures um and they're spending maybe like you know, 30 to $50 a day on ads. Mm. Uh, the, the clients that I run ads for, you know, we're spending over $100,000 a month on ads. Uh, so the, the level and the challenges that you come up with come come up against at that level are, um, yeah, um, a little bit more complex, a little bit harder, and they're more rewarding to, to overcome. Yeah. Uh, so I just enjoy it, but I'm not always going to be doing it. But to, to answer your question, I'm just a solo person. I've designed my business that way. I don't want employees. And yeah. I'm certainly, I work about three hours a day, um, but earn a pretty good living being able to do that. You know, so um, awesome. So, yeah, that's how I design my business. Awesome. And the program that you uh, teach your coaches, it's it, that's more in the sales and marketing focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically, the, the coach who I typically work with is not someone that's totally brand new who, it's just been certified as an example. It's usually a coach that has been in business for a couple of years. They've tried a few different strategies. Um, they may have tried like a, a, a like a webinar funnel or a tripwire funnel or a certain, you know, doing networking or, you know, they've tried a few different strategies, whether online or offline. They're very frustrated. Nothing's coming together. And so that's when I come along and say, hey, look, getting clients is actually very straightforward. And, and very simple, it doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard um, in terms of, uh, you know, doing the research on your market and whatnot, but, um, but the actual process of attracting clients is, is, is quite simple. And so what I, what I teach them, and I just tell them about where I was when I was struggling to get clients because I tried all the guru funnels. I, I went networking five nights per week. I had my own, um, uh, I had my own, uh, like, it was, a YouTube, it was Google Hangouts back then. I had a Google Hangout show. I did the webinars, I did the tripwire funnels, I did uh, the book, <laughs> you know, I did all these different strategies and nothing came together. And I was at that place where I was really exasperated, like, oh, I didn't know what to do. And um, I ended up on this guy's email list and he said, um, uh, his name's Ben Settle, by the way, and he, he's this email guy and he goes, look, if, if you just want clients, you just, just send an email a day, just send one email per day. And that's all you need to do. And that, that email will build the relationship with them, right? So it'll, one email a day will establish that, you know, your credibility, your expertise, it'll add value. Uh, it will educate them about your program. And then you just have a call to action to speak to you on the phone. And if you just are consistent with that, uh, then that will get your consistent flow of clients. So that was just back in like 2015. And so when I read that, I'm like, you know, an email per day, I can do an email per day. Like, let's just keep it simple. I've tried all the complex stuff. Nothing's working. Um, and so let's just keep it simple. So that's all I just focused on building my list. Uh, mainly that was with um, 
uh, it was a free strategy back then, but I then I transitioned to paid advertising. I just like paid advertising because it's much faster. But anyway, yeah. um, so I just focused on building my list and then sending one email per day. And that's, that is basically what I teach coaches as the foundation for their business. Like just get that right because that's the simplest way for me um, uh, to, to be able to, for a coach to actually get results online because you don't need to be a marketing expert or a, you know, an automation guru, a sales guru to be able to get results with that because building your list, we're just using a simple lead magnet, like a simple guide, right? A short free guide. And sending an email per day, every coach can show up and write a, a short email every single day. Um, and I show them obviously where to get all the content from and stuff and, and not whatnot. But that's the essence, right? And you just keep sending emails and see what your list responds to. If you're not getting appointments, well, then you just change the call to action until you do start getting appointments. So it's a it's a simple system that can, you know, any coach can make work, um, particularly those coaches that aren't great at tech. And actually, I, I got an email this morning. Um, do you mind if I read it off? So this was uh, just a short email from a client that came in. Go for it. Um, she said, uh, by the way, I've been thoroughly enjoying your course slash training. I've wasted a ton of time and money with people that were not uh, that were not their weight in gold. In the past year, I've worked with people just to get the Facebook ad part working or converting, and I've spent over $17,500 for their knowledge, and it didn't get me better conversion rates than what I was getting on my own with my own level of knowledge. Instead, I got a lot of try this, try that, throwing things at the wall to see what would stick and get no real upward movement of the needle. This has been so simple, so smooth, so freeing from all the things I've been doing in my business. And even though my business has been six figures successful, it's been a lot of time, work, trial and error. Your course really helped me to pivot into a simpler business model. So I'm very grateful. So yeah, the reason why I share that is just because um, the client who sent that in, she was in a similar position, just very frustrated with all these complex funnels. And I just show them, you know, getting clients is not, not you don't have to do a, a funnel. Like funnels only came along the ones that are kind of being taught in the last, you know, eight years or so, you know, in the last decade. Um, so what did people do before that? They built a list, right? This is what the old school copywriting guys did 100 years ago. They built a list, usually from a, like an ad in a, in a newspaper. Um, and then they emailed that list or, ma- you know, direct mailed, so sent physical mail. So, um yeah, that's, I just show them how to keep it simple, basically. Okay. And so, um, I mean, a lot of people send emails and, um, you know, just people's inboxes get um, flooded with emails a lot. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you make the client's emails a little bit more interesting and so that the, the person who's receiving the email is going to actually start following those email, that email yeah, trail? Yeah, great question. Because that's the, that's the whole crux of it, right? So I, um, you know, I get, I get emails regularly from people saying, Hey, look, I I love your emails. Um, and the reason why I I get that is that I write them a little bit differently to what a lot of people are, um, probably used to. So when I went to this daily email method, you know, one of the mistakes that I made was, I think what a lot of coaches and service professionals make is that, you know, I tried to. I just sent a lot of content in every single email. So I thought the best way to, to convert them into clients was to just like teach, 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 teach. So I would give away a lot of great, great content. Uh, and I would get a lot of people replying, hey, Luke, great content, but I wasn't really making, you know, I wasn't making any sales. I wasn't getting any clients. And this was obviously super frustrating because you're spending like an hour or two on an email and, you know, you're not getting, not getting any results. And the other thing is like, you know, you go into your email system and you notice like when someone comes onto your email list, 
when they first come on the you know the open rate is like you know 40 percent or whatever 50 percent, and then it declines rapidly right so you're still sending them really good content but they're opening the emails less and less and less so they're becoming less and less engaged even though the you're sending them really great content so like what is going on here well it goes to show that you know content is um content is great but content is not that engaging like people will um they'll like it in the beginning of you know coming onto your list but then they'll quickly you know kind of get overwhelmed and they'll put it in the oh, i'll read it later category you know we've all got that that folder in our gmail or whatever in our inbox where it's like you know great content or read it later type thing and then how when do we actually get to it you know maybe usually it's never uh so um so this obviously frustrated me and um you know, one of the things that I was that I did at the time to kind of uh, I started doing some research as to like, you know, why you know how to get people engaged with my emails, and one of the things that I that I came across was kind of just browsing around the internet was like, what are people actually what are people actually paying attention to? What are they actually cons consuming? And if you just if you just do a Google search, like you know, hours um, uh, hours let's do it here hours spent on um, social media per day, right? It's like two hours and 22 minutes. Um, um, yeah, so it's, it's like over two hours a day, just social media. Then you look at YouTube, then you look at Netflix, then you look at TV, then you, you know, all the different sources of media. And people are spending hours and hours on these every single day, and yet they can't take five minutes to read my email. So what is it that they're, so that made me think like, what is it they're doing that I'm not, right? And obviously the answer to that is their content is entertaining. Right, my content's not. My content is about teaching. This is about entertainment. So that got me thinking, like, why, why not combine the two? Right? Why not have your content be entertaining while also teaching them? Right? Because they're on your list to learn about whatever it is: getting dates, growing wealth, getting more clients. You obviously have. You can't just you know just start telling them jokes and then not you know give them any value, give them any teaching. So um, that's got to be in there. But you also want to make your um, you know your your content entertaining so that they engage. And, um, you know, looking at what, what these guys do, particularly like Netflix as an example, or TV, like what do they do to make their, their content entertaining? Very simply, they tell stories. So that's all I started to do uh, in, in my emails was to um, have my emails be more story focused, right? So if you jump, if you just um, jump on my list, you'll see how this works. It's, it's pretty straightforward, but I'll, I'll go through the, the formula. Um, so most of my emails start with a story. Um, and the reason why... I start with a story is because stories come naturally to us, right? So ever since we learned to talk at about uh, 12 to 15 months old, we are communicated to, you know, with stories and the way that we communicate with our friends and family, generally it's through a story. So it, it's genetically within us to communicate through stories. So that's why, you know, coaches really uh, and other experts that use this system it comes naturally to them to, to write emails this way so basically you start an email with a story it could be any type of story um so as an example let me um, bring up a um it's got a bunch of emails here um there was a facebook um okay so here's here's ones that i had the other day so recently um <laughs> Uh, I'll give you an example, right? So my in my emails, I, I call myself the Aussie Hermit. This is a, a joke thing. And it's just a thing for entertainment, basically. So there you go. So making it more entertaining. So here we go. This set, The title of this is called Decentralized Coaching. Um, recently, the Aussie Hermit was having a conversation with a prospective client, and she was looking for my help to grow her software company. 
Specifically, um, this software company is an all-in-one tech platform that basically does everything you need from building landing pages to sending emails to creating invoices to booking appointments to processing payments to tracking all of your website and ad campaign metrics to having a live bot messenger sequence to setting up simple or complex funnel systems. Yes, this thing did it all and more. Moreover, after taking it for a demo, I was incredibly impressed with how simple it was to use. Wow, this is a platform that has every bit of tech a coach could ever want or need to run a highly successful business, I thought to myself. I even told her I'd recommend it over other more established platforms like Kajabi and Kartra, which I've used, if there was a coach looking for such a platform. But for the Aussie Hermit, I basically told her, ain't no way I'd ever use it. Wait, what? Why would I say such a thing? Because for all the benefits of an all-in-one platform, there's just one negative I personally cannot get past. And that negative is the platform is centralized. Okay, so that's the setup, right? So that's the story. And then I go, okay, the reason why I wouldn't use this platform is because it's centralized, right? I don't want to give someone the power to turn off my business with a flick of a switch. So that was the reason why. Um, then I, so I just explained that. So the, it's a story, right? And then you go into the lesson. So what's the story? And again, the story could be, that was just a client story. So that's quite straightforward. But there was a, there was a news article the other day where a um, uh, where Facebook, uh, they lost $240 billion in a day because their earnings weren't uh, at the, you know, because they came up with their quarterly earnings report and investors didn't like it. And so there was a big sell-off, right? So I told a story about that. There was a story the other day about a woman who um, <laughs> she and it, it um, so basically she went to hospital because uh, she went to hospital because she wouldn't fight in front of her boyfriend, right? So she held it in, and then she ended up going to hospital. So the oh, here's the here's the email here. I called it. So the title of the email was "Farting in front of your client for the first time." So basically, I just take something that I a news article. Right. It could be about, uh, and like, as I said, something in the stock market, something that makes me angry, happy, sad, frustrated, makes me laugh. Uh, it could be a personal story, a, a client story. Um, so there's lots of places to get stories. You don't have to, ha you know, have an amazing adventurous life where you're jumping out of airplanes and you're, you know, you're flying in jets and stuff. Like I, this is where I spend most of my time in this office, right. And with my family, I, I call myself the Aussie hermit, right. I, I stay inside a lot. So the point is you can get stories from all over the place. And um, and again, you can if you jump on my email list, you'll see, you'll see how how I do it and, and you can and you can model that. Um, but uh, yeah, you start with a story. And then from that story, you can derive a lesson from that, right? So that lesson could be a date, like from the same story, I could get a marketing lesson, I could get a dating lesson, I could get a weight loss lesson, right? So you have to often think about like, what's the lesson here? What's the principle that this story kind of tells? And sometimes that you need to think a little bit about that. And, and that's okay. You know, we need to use our brains as business owners. Um, but the more you do it, uh, the, um, uh, the, you know, the, the easier it becomes. Um, yeah. So does that, and then you, and then once you're, once you're talking about the lesson, right, that's your area of expertise. Then you go into the close. Then it's just a really easy call to action. Like, hey, if you're struggling with whatever it is, if you're struggling to attract dates, well, that's exactly what I help with. You know, jump on the phone and let's have a chat. Like I, my call to actions or the offer at the end is, is very kind of a, um, it's not like a hardcore pitch or anything. It's just like a soft call to action uh, about the program. And then I have a link and that's it. Story lesson close. That's all I do um, pretty much every day. Story lesson close. Well, it's, it's pretty impressive. I like the way that you do it, where you kind of get a, 
um, a, a topical um, thing, to, the thing that's in the news or just a, a personal story and just make it a yep. kind of like a funny, funny email that's entertaining that people can actually just read and just follow on um, exactly. with, a, with a less. So, so is it, is there content built into your stories every single day or is it kind of some days it's just purely a story and there's no content? No, it's always a le- there's always a lesson. There's always value. Yeah. Um, actually you mentioned like the best types of emails, um, in terms of engagement are those ones that comment on something that's really recent, like the, the, the client email that I read off, um, I was speaking to her uh, yesterday on the coaching call and she said that she sent an email. Uh, it was something entitled like the slap heard around the world or something like that, um, which is obviously about the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And she said that that email uh, had um, like incredible open rates, right? Because I think she sent it the day after or a couple of days after the actual event. So everyone, because everyone was talking about it, um, you know, it, it was something that got a lot of it, got a lot of attention for her. So that's a that's a benefit of doing a daily email. You can comment on on events that happen, um, you know, in, in news or whatever. And that, as I said, that, that does increase engagement. They don't have to always come from news events. It can be personal stories or a dating, dating stories are really good. Like I've got a couple of dating stories in there. People love to read dating stories. So yeah, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, I know. I love that. I, we used to work with a coach that um, <clears throat> he, he he liked to do short question emails. So just sending one very short question and just seeing if people come back to it. What are your <clears throat> what are your thoughts on those really short uh, one line question emails? Um, yeah, usually I will do that um, like for a particular purpose. Like I'd need to know the context of why he was doing that. Um, so I've seen people do that right at the beginning of an email, like when someone first comes on to like your email list, right? You give them, usually they're opting in for something, right? Like a lead magnet, like a free guide or a book or a webinar or whatever. And usually one of the first emails that you send them is, um, well, I don't do this, but I've seen people do it, is you send them an email that requires a response. Like, hey, tell me your biggest frustration with getting getting clients. Or what would you like to see me talk, talk about in my emails, right? And the reason why, they do that is to get engagement, which um, shows Google and Gmail, all the other email platforms that you're a real person that people are interacting with and that can improve email deliverability. So that's why I ask like, what the, what is the context of those emails? Like why, you know, what's the purpose? Cause usually there's a specific purpose, but if you just sent that, if you just sent a short question every single day, that's going to get quite annoying for people. They're going to tune out. But if it was within, if it was, if there was a reason that you were doing it, then that's fine. Um, I don't personally do them. Although it's funny you mentioned that because I'm about to um, I'm about to set up one of those. Um, so when at the end of my emails, I promote. Um, I don't promote a phone call with me. I promote a wait list because I've got a wait list for my program. And um, I send out an email at the moment that just says something like, um, "Hey, this is just an email to confirm that you're on the wait list," and that's it. That's the whole email. I thought you know I could probably do a better email than that that actually serves a purpose than just letting them know that they're on the wait list. So what I'm going to do, um, probably was actually going to be today, is just amend that just to ask a question and say, hey, you're on the wait list. You know, while I've got you here, you know, what, you know, what are you struggling with, right? Like what's your, what's your, what can I do right now to help you get more clients? Something along those lines to start getting them engaged. Um, and I just want to see where that goes, right? See what type of conversations, because you never know, I, you know, that a client could come from that or just it's good for research as well to kind of understand who, who's on my list. So um, so I, that's like, I'm just, the reason why I tell that is like, you know, there's a, there's a reason, there's a context, there's a reason why you would do a short email. So I'd have to know a bit more about why he was doing that and the, the context, but that's how I would, how I would use it. 
Okay, fair enough. And so you you're checking, um, you know, who opens the the emails and what what kind of success rate you have each week. Do you get on the phone and call those people that open your emails, or do you just are you just monitoring that for uh, your own data? No, so yeah, so I don't actually check <laughs> any more about my email open rate. Um, it's more of a vanity metric that the open rates. Um, in the beginning, I did look at them. I think they're good, for, you know, they're, they're also not accurate because of Apple's tracking updates and, and whatnot, and they're, they're not accurate. So what I actually track is, are people joining my wait list? Or, you know, for most coaches, that will be, are people booking a call, right? Yep. That's the true metric. Um, whether they're opening or not is, um, it can tell you a little about, be a bit about if they're kind of reading it, which is good in the beginning when you're getting used to um, first emailing, your list, making sure that people are actually opening them. But after that, it's, you don't need to really need to, as long as people are opening them, um, that's like, there's no tech issue is what I'm saying. Then, um, you know, what is the better metric is, are they actually booking an appointment? That's it at the end of the day. Like, you know, know, because a lot of these companies will, will, um, you know, they'll, that write emails for, for other companies as a service, they'll come to the client and go, yeah, we've got like a thousand opens this month. And, or, you know, for, for Facebook advertisers, we've got all these likes for your business. It's like, okay, well, that's great. And, and the, the client who's uneducated thinks, wow, that, that seems really good. But then they look in their bank account and they've got no money. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, are your emails producing appointments and are those appointments achieving your goals? So as an example, are those appointments making you back more money than what you're spending on advertising camp, you know, your advertising, because I show coaches how to, and experts how to run ads to build their list and then email consistently to get clients. And we have to look at, okay, are they opting into the list? Are they booking appointments? And the final step is, are they buying? That's, that's the three actions that we want people to take. If, if they're, um, you know, if they're not booking appointments, we need to, we need to, you know, the open rates don't matter. We just need to look at like, you know, how do we get more appointments really? Um, so open rates is more of a, a tech a tech problem that I look at. Like, are they actually getting the emails? Open rates will kind of help with that. But once we know that they're getting them, um, then we look at other, other appointments, other appointments coming through. Yeah. Okay. And what's your, uh, what's the sales process that you follow? Um, like once they do ha- click on the call to action, what's what's the next step of your sales process? Yeah, so um, the, my sales process is just because of where I am in my business is I do teach this in my program, but for coaches, just for simplicity's sake. Um, so again, I'll start with my sales process. So I, I email a uh, link to my wait list, right? And then after they join the wait list, um, I, uh, you know, when I have spots in my calendar, I will invite them up to have a chat with me. And then I will sign them up from there. For coaches um, that aren't that proficient at tech, I say, don't worry about the wait list. All you have to do is at the end of each email, literally just have a call to action to your calendar for them to book in your calendar. And then you get on the phone with them. Um, you, you might want to have a um, uh, like an application where you can get information about the prospect. It's not in the beginning, I would say, don't worry about the application. Um, I would say get on the phone with everyone and just get used to speaking to people and going getting better at sales calls. And then if you need to introduce an application to weed out those really bad prospects. But um, anyway, once they're on the phone, the sales process is actually pretty straightforward um, because these people, I like to kind of 
it's 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 a better it's a, even a, it's a much higher quality lead than even a referral and here's why so everyone loves referrals right because there's a high level of trust right so a friend recommends this person to you and and um and they're usually easier to sign because they've been recommended right so it's a high level of trust but the problem is typically they're not educated that much on you know who you are and your program and your system and how it works and so there's still you still have to educate them on okay here's how we get results and here's why it works and here are the benefits and here's what I recommend for you blah 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 blah. Um, so they're a kind of a high trust, low education, right? And low education I don't mean dumb. I mean low low education in terms of your system and and who you are. When they come from your daily emails, right? They they've you've built that relationship with them by consistency, by you know teaching them something every single day. So you're you're building that trust. But you're building that credibility. And at the end of your email, you're talking about your program, right? So you're educating them on your program. So by the time someone speaks to me, there's a high level of trust, high education, right? They already know, like, and trust me. They know I'm an expert. They um, know my story. They know about my program and my system and how it gets results. They just want to, they're just kind of like finding out, hey, you know, can I sign up? Is this, is this a good fit? So that type of prospect is much easier to sign than a, than a cold prospect or even a, even a referral. And I, I, I never used to like sales, but now I do like, you know, I really enjoy sales because I'm, I'm usually talking to people that, that kind of resonate with me because they've been reading my, my emails. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just love it. So that's my sales process. And then I just take them through a typical kind of sales conversation where it's like, Hey, wh- you know, where are you stuck? Where do you want to go? Um, you know, what have you tried? Um, why hasn't that worked? Uh, and I ask questions like, why are you choosing me? Hmm. What makes you think you can get results with my system? Right. You couldn't, tip, you couldn't ask that of someone with a referral or a cold prospect because they don't know about your system, but I can ask them that. I can say, why, why do you think this time will be different with my system? So now they start selling themselves on why they can get results, right? They, you kind of, um, they're overcoming all those objections. You typically have to deal with, with other colder type prospects. So, um, it's a very simple conversation like that. After about 15 to 20 minutes, I typically know exactly what they need. And I say, okay, this is what I recommend. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And then um, I'd say, hey, if we're working together, here's the investment. Uh, yep. So it's, yep. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And do you, with the emails, do you write a new email every single day or do you ever send old emails again? Oh, great question. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I send old, old emails every now and then. Okay. Um, just when, yeah, if I particular like if there's a day where, you know, if I sit down every day, you know, at 6 a.m. say and, and do an email and, I, and I've got a podcast interview booked at that time because sometimes I do interviews for the U.S. So the time difference and I just um, there's all this other client work that I have to get to. I'll, yeah, just go back to an old email and, and send it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. But that's not that often. Um, yeah, I'm usually um, doing new emails. Yeah. So be mostly trying to do new emails. Okay. And for like, let's say you start working with a new client that's got an issue with their marketing. They're just, um, you know, struggling with sales, but they have been in business for a long time. How quickly, like what's some of the results you've been able to get for clients that start this email process, um, follow yep. your, follow your formula. How quickly are they starting to turn around their sales? Yeah, that's a great question. So the way that I, because I get that question a lot on, on my sales calls, like, you know, how, when is this going to work, et cetera, et cetera. So the way I like to explain it, explain it is kind of like the th- three dominoes. Um, so there's three dominoes we have to knock, like for, to get consistent clients, there's kind of three dominoes we have to knock over. Another way of looking, that, looking at that is uh, like three actions that we want our prospects to take. Okay. So the first action or first domino is getting them to opt into your email list. 
okay? And that is typically using a, we use a simple lead magnet. I, again, I like lead magnets just because for coaches earning under six figures, they can actually make them work. Just like that email I read off a few minutes ago, like they can actually make it work. It's not like a webinar that they're putting together for six months. It's just something we can get up and running in an afternoon and get people onto your list, okay? Um, and so we advertise that lead magnet. And, and typically when we follow my process, we can do that even for a coach that's never run ads before, we can typically get people opting in right away, like literally the very first time, just because I've been doing this for so long, I know exactly what they need to do to get those people opting in. So the cool thing is once you not, like get people opting in, that domino is, is knocked over, right? You, you don't have like a lead magnet ad can literally last years, right? So you, you keep it fresh by changing the image every now and then. Um, but it can last a very, very long time. So that's what I mean. Like you knock over the domino and then the, and then now you just focus on, okay, I've got people opting in. I'm just going to leave my ad campaign there on 30 bucks a day or $50 a day or whatever that is. Now I'm going to focus on my emails, right? So the next domino is the um, getting people to book into my calendar. Okay, now within about four weeks, we can typically get the first domino knocked over. But that again, that's working with me. Okay, if you're going it alone, I can't say it's gonna be four weeks, but that's generally how long it takes working with me, four weeks. Um, then from there, uh, for the next, so my program is about eight weeks. Uh, for, we focus on um, just emailing every day and making sure people are coming onto your calendar, right? So you're sending consistent emails and then you, ha you have a call to action to book a call with you. If they don't book a call, then we change the call to action, right? We change the offer, we reword it, we try a different hook, a different angle, and we just keep sending daily emails until we get people booking in, right? Now, here's the thing. Once you know what that offer is, what that, that gets people booking calls, you don't have to change it. You literally just say the same thing at the end of each email. Okay, so again, if you jump on my email list, just go to lukechalton.com, you'll see how to get on there. But um. Uh, you'll see how I do this, right? So the, the offer at, every, at, at the end of pretty much every single one of my emails is just this. Hey, if you want to get clients sending one email per day, then, you know, book a spot, you know, to come on the, I say come on the wait list, but just easily say, you know, book a spot in my calendar, right? So that's the offer, right? If you want to get consistent clients sending, just sending one email per day, you know, let's have a chat. So that's the offer, right? So I basically repeat that um, at the end of each email. Okay, there might be a different aspect of the program that I touch on in each email, depending on what I'm talking about, but that's generally what I end with each email because I know it works. So that's the second domino. That to get consistent um, appointments, uh, yeah, to get people to actually do that process of testing that that second domino, that typically takes four four to eight weeks. Okay, um, sometimes faster, sometimes it takes a few days. It just depends on the coach and how well they know their market, right? So. Um, if you've been a coach for a while and you know you've got an offer that works, it usually happens right away within a few days. It just, yeah, it just depends on the coach really. But I just want to be conservative to say four weeks, um, four to eight weeks. Yeah. And then from there, um, then you just get on the phone with those people that are booking in and then you get better at closing. Like, again, these people are really warm, so they're much easier to close. So in terms of consistent clients, so that's a, it's a, how long does it take? It's a very hard question to answer because that process that I just went through, some people have done it, that whole thing in like, you know, a few weeks. Mm. Some people have taken 12 to 16 weeks. It depends on how much time they dedicate. Uh, it depends on how well they know their market. It depends on if they even have a pro, like a proven program. Like if they're starting really, really fresh with no market and no real kind of packaged offer, it can take a little bit, you know, it can be that extended version. It just depends on the coach. And I, I don't like that question, um, not, not in terms of you asking it. I just mean when a coach asks, like, how long will it take? That mindset is, uh, or even a sales professional, 
that's not a great mindset to be because you're in business. This is your business, right? You should be, you should have the long view. This is not like a, oh, if I don't get clients in the next eight weeks, I'm going to quit. It's like, no, no, no. This, this strategy will work. You'd be paid, you'd be consistent, you'd be patient, you'll get clients. Um, and, and so that's a better way to approach your business with that, with that long view of, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to be consistent. I'm, I'm going to make it work is the better way to look at that. If it takes, if it takes 16 weeks, well, it takes 16 weeks. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so does that, does that make sense? So yeah, that yeah, makes that's sense. How I, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, um, you know, they're, they're trying, trying paid ads, um, but they're just not getting any return on investment. What do you see is probably one of the biggest issues for coaches who are trying that paid ad strategy, yeah. maybe going, you know, two, three, four months and just not even getting anything in return. What, what, what's, yeah. what do you see is the biggest a couple, issue? A couple of things. Um, so the first one is I wouldn't recommend complex funnels. Um, I'm actually just launching my own podcast now. And, and the 10th episode is called The Fallacy of Funnels. And I, I go through every kind of main funnel and why it's on a good option for coaches. So I go through the tripwire. That's like a low ticket. Like it's like selling like a $10 product, right? That's called a tripwire. Low ticket or like a book, like you're selling a, a low ticket book, 10, 20 bucks. I explain why that's not a good option, why webinars, why five-day challenges, why membership sites aren't um because they're, they're just complex you need to actually spend a lot of money to make them work and what a lot of that's what a lot of gurus don't tell you, you need to spend a lot of money just to actually test the initial funnel um and so they're yeah they're not that great because they and they slow coaches down there's usually a lot of content you have to create like your presentation or all these different products for your upsells and your downsells so that's one thing is like just ignore the complex funnels and just um create a simple lead magnet that speaks to your dream client that's number one number two is speak to your dream client, right? So what that means is you need a lot of the ad campaigns that don't work. They're usually quite broad and they're not really speaking to anyone. And they've got this kind of hazy marketing message and that invites a very low quality lead onto their list. If even if they can make their ad campaign campaigns work. And then when they send out their emails, the emails aren't resonating because there's a message to mismatch or the people on the list just don't have the money and so the point is get very clear on who's that high ticket dream client that has the money, that has the motivation. And that's something that I, that's a big thing that I work on with my clients. So getting very clear on your dream client and then creating the lead magnet to speak to that, to that um, dream client is number two. Number three is, um, you know, start with a low budget to start with what you can afford 20. I say minimum about 30 bucks a day is where you want it. If you do the lead magnet campaign, 30 bucks a day, start there. And um and know that, yeah, if you have a lower budget like that, you have to be more patient, right? You can't, you, you have to, you, there are trade-offs to, like if I'm spending $300 a day building my list, I'm obviously going to get a lot more appointments just by the fact I'm spending more. Um, so if you're at the lower end, like 30 bucks a day, you're going to have to be more patient. You have to be aware of that. Um, number was that three, number four is be consistent, right? So if you do choose the build your list, email your list strategy. Well, the strategy is based on you emailing your list. If you're not doing it every day, you're not going to get the return on your ad spend that you expected. And one of the things that gurus don't tell you is that they, they what you'll notice is they have their funnels, sure, but um, they also email and they email very consistently. Why do they do that? Because they need to email to make their campaigns profitable. Um, so I've, I've, again, I've spent, I've worked with seven and eight figure coaches running their campaigns. I know the back end of their business. They, they email consistently because if they didn't, they, they would, you know, a lot of them wouldn't have a business. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing it, then you need to do that as well. You need to be emailing very consistently. It's, it's imperative with paid advertising because of the cost of ads these days, 
if you don't have email, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to have a viable, a viable business, business model. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be emailing. And I say every day, I mean, you could do five days a week if you want, but I mean, I said, the more you email, the more money you make. That's my formula. The more you email, the more money you make. Um, you know, the, the more you email, the faster the relationship builds, the more email, the more value, the more email, the more offers that you put in front of your list. So it's just, you know, it's just mathematics really. Yeah, no, yeah. I love it. Mates, um, if you could change one thing about, you know, uh, the industry that you work in and the coaches that you work with, what's that one thing that you really would like to change? The one thing about this industry, um, yeah, it's, it's probably something that can't be changed because it's human nature. Um, you know, there's a, as we're talking a lot about gurus in this, um, in, in this interview. And, uh, you know, when I was going through my struggles, um, I, I invested with, with a lot of gurus and they led me astray. I invested with, you know, some amazing mentors and they transformed my life. So uh, don't be afraid to invest. Um, but one thing that I... I don't like about the industry, and this is just market. This is really marketing in general. And you know what's that phrase? All marketers are liars, or you know, um, I think Sam uh, was it um, Seth Godin came up with that. But um, is you know being attracted to these kind of bright, shiny objects, and gurus do it because it works. That's why what I mean by this is human nature, right? So the bright, shiny objects are: have you seen the latest bot funnel? Have you seen the latest? Um, you know, this, this invisible funnel hack, whatever it is, right? So there's all these, it's marketing language, right? But it's, it's these new technology, new things or things that are old that are made to seem new and as a bright, shiny objects. And if there, if there was less of that and more focus on the fundamentals, then there'd be a lot more successful coaches. Like building your list and emailing your list, it's, it's boring. Everyone's heard of that. No one wants to hear about that. But I, I teach this because this is, you know, this is what coaches that aren't marketing professionals um, can actually um, make, you know, make work. Right. Mm. So, um, so I, I wish that could be changed, but it's human nature to be, to be attracted to like what's new. So it's, it's never going to change. That's just, that's just human nature. This is something that I don't like, but it's, it's something that actually helps me because when they get onto my list and they're kind of disillusioned, I explained that to them and that's what makes them join my program. So yeah. So, so, so it's, it's good. And it's good. And it's for me, but it's, it's also, it's frustrating as well um, yeah. in terms of the whole industry and how it works, but that's marketing in general. It's not just for coaches. This is how the world works for marketing. Absolutely. Luke, I, I really appreciate you jumping on. I think um, the listeners are going to get a ton of value out of this one. Um, and it's, I think it's going to give people a little bit more of a, um, a fresher look on um, the current noise that happens with the marketing in today's world um, with all the yep. funnels and everything else that you were going through. So I really appreciate you going through it. Um, I'm going to share this with our, our audience and I hope people can get in touch with you. So just for our audience, how, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, so you can like my website's just lukecharlton.com, but I have, um, so there's a, there's, so my lead magnet, right. It's called the nine email offers that get clients for free. Right. So if you, if you're a service professional, whether you're a coach, you know, a, uh, an accountant or whatever, um, and you want some more clients, just go to nine email offers.com. So the number nine uh, email offers.com it's free. Just head over there, um, put in your name and email address and uh, yeah, you'll get the nine email offers and you can send, you know, pick one and send it out to your list and see how you, see how you go. Um, but there's a lot of value in that guide. So go check out that and then you'll get on my list and you'll see my 
how I do my daily emails and you can model them in your own business. Love that. Luke, really appreciate it. Um, I've, yeah, as I said, I think people are going to get a ton of value out of this. So really appreciate you jumping on and sharing your knowledge with our audience. Um, any, any final words before we wrap it up, mate? Uh, no, no, I think I've pretty much said all that I <laughs> wanted to say. I like the free flowing conversation. So it was good. Awesome. Appreciate your time, Luke. And uh, yeah, we'll share it on uh, um, YouTube and Spotify and everything today. Awesome. Sounds awesome. good. Sounds good. Chat soon.